It's Brooke Ryan, and this is episode 13 of Can We Please Talk About. I want to get into being the worst this morning, and I'm no longer allowed to get mad at my husband for leaving his coffee cups, at least for a week. He's got a break. Love is blind, and specifically when the ladies were shopping for their wedding dresses, and also how awesome modern technology is when it comes to strangers coming to your house. We'll get into that in a second, but first, I want to give you a little update on the cohabitating of my dog Bebop and my cats, my cats, my cat Max. In yesterday's episode, I talked about how we recently started putting them together. In the two and a half, almost three years that we've had Bebop, our dog, we haven't really introduced the two because he's a big guy and Max is old and grumpy. And it just seemed like it was the best thing for the both of them. Well, yesterday they were together all afternoon, all day long, basically up until they went to bed. And it wasn't until until they went to bed, the Max got all kinds of angry old man get off my lawn when he was standing on the stairs and Bebop was told to go up to his crate to go to bed and Max didn't want to let him pass. Bebop went anyways and Max legit like swatted at him while he was going up the stairs. It was really funny but really sad considering like Bebop weighs 60 pounds and Max... He's a pretty hefty cat. He probably is about like 16, 17 pounds, but they're getting along great, even so much so that we took a nap together yesterday. I take a nap almost every day when I get home from work, and when I lay there, Bebop always lays on the inside of the couch, like I'm on the outside of it, he's on the inside, and he lays closest to the pillows and towards my side. Well, since Max was out, of course, he wanted to get on the action and jumped on my shoulder and slept up there. And even though it was the most uncomfortable nap I've ever taken, it was the sweetest moment ever. And I didn't want to move because I didn't want to break up the, the vibe that we had going on. But they're doing really well in the same space and, you know, mingling with each other or at least avoiding each other at all costs, which is totally fine by me as well. Y'all, can we talk about how I was the worst wife this morning? My husband and I get up at the same time and he leaves a little bit later than I do for work, but I am in no means a morning person. Even though I've been doing a radio morning show for, geez, since 2005, when that alarm goes off, I am not happy. But once I get out the door, I'm fine. It's that process from getting out of my bed and getting ready to getting out the door that's so hard for me. doesn't matter if I wake up at 345 and leave at 540 or if I wake up at 520 and leave at 540. I'm always frantic. So this morning, as I was getting ready to leave, I came downstairs, grabbed all my stuff. And like most people, we use the dining room table, the formal one, not as a place to sit and eat because, geez, why would you do that when you can sit on the couch with the coffee table and use that as your formal table? But we use our formal table as the place that we kind of store our items that we're grabbing the next day. So Jim had his lunch place there. I had my work bag. He had his phone. I had my phone in my pocket, not really realizing it was there. And we both have black phone cases. Our phones are about the same size. So when I walked out the door this morning... I grabbed his phone as well as mine, but I didn't even realize it until I got into the radio station, had my headphones on, and was ready to start talking. And I reached in my pocket and did a big oopsie doodle. And since we don't have a phone at our house, like an actual landline phone, and I knew my husband wouldn't jump on his computer to check the Find My Phone app or his Facebook to check his messenger because I was sending messages galore, he didn't realize it until he walked outside and the ring popped on and I was able to tell him very quickly that, 
hey, by the way, I've got your phone. And of course, he was running 15 minutes behind because he spent the past 15 minutes trying to find it. When I came home, our bed upstairs was completely stripped, like all the blankets on the floor because he was looking for it. And I know my husband, he does not handle little frustrations very well. The big stuff he's okay with. It's the little things like this that will just set him off. I'm sure he was huffing and puffing the entire morning. I felt horrible. I even offered to drive to where he works, which is about 45 minutes out of my way, to drop it off to him. But he was fine. He said, no, that would be silly. You just take the phone with you, and I'll get it when I get home from work. At that moment, I immediately went on Amazon and bought a hot pink phone case. That way we cannot have this problem again. And like I said, I'm not allowed to bitch about the coffee cups and the protein shake cups that he left in the sink today as opposed to putting them in the dirty dishwasher that needed to be ran and only needed a few more items in it. But I'm not going to bitch about it because I took his phone this morning, right? Okay, now let's talk about Love is Blind. Yesterday, y'all, I spent seven hours watching this show. That means seven episodes up to the Meet the Parents episode. And then today when I got home, I even watched the Try on the Wedding Dress episode. I am completely obsessed. But one thing really stuck out to me. When they were trying on the wedding dresses, each girl, woman, I need to stop saying girl. They're grown-ass ladies. Each woman, when they put on their dress and would talk about it, were like, I've dreamed of this moment all my life. I always wondered what I would look like in a wedding dress. And this is the thing that you would, you pictured as a child. My wedding dress experience was so different than that. Let me start this story by saying I knew from the moment that I started planning my wedding that my aunt, who does design wedding dresses, was going to make mine. When I reached out to her about it all, she said, why don't you just go get a frame? Go to one of your local bridal stores, one of the big chain ones where you can find a dress relatively cheap. And what you want is the, like the body of the dress. It doesn't matter if it's a big poofy dress or a mermaid dress, whatever shape you want to be basically your corset. That's what I want you to look for. Everything else we're going to gut change. It's just easier for her to start with a corset top or a bodice, whatever you want to call it, than it is to start from complete scratch and making that. Saves a lot of time, I guess. We walked into one of the mainstream dress shops. There's one in almost every city. And I was with one of my bridesmaids, one of my best friends, Allison. And she knew I wasn't looking forward to this process. I don't know why. I just really, that part of the whole wedding didn't excite me that much. And we walked into the store And first we found the bridesmaid's dresses. I was like, perfect. I just want this color, orange. Yes, we had orange and white. Go Vols. We're Tennessee fans. Um, I knew I wanted this color, orange, for the bridesmaids. And they could pick whatever dress style they wanted as long as they did it in a certain material. Or they spoke to me about it first so that it matched. I didn't care if they bought the $80 dress or if they bought the $400 dress. Just make it work within the lineup. And then the woman said, well, let's go try on your dresses. And I tried to explain to her that, you know, this isn't going to be the normal dress buying experience. I told her what I was looking for, that it really didn't matter about the rest. So just send me to the clearance rack, like show me the cheapest dresses. And of course she wants to make it this special day for me 
which is not what I was there for because I had to be at work two hours from then. And I went in, tried on a bunch of dresses, and I just didn't feel good. Yeah, I've already talked about how trying on clothes is like not my thing. And even at that point in my life when I was losing weight and trying to get in shape for the wedding, I still just hate trying on clothes. And having to try them on with somebody standing there buttoning you up because there's a gazillion buttons on every single bridal dress or, you know, lacing you up because it's the beautiful lace string that they've got that runs through it all. And every time she, how do you feel? I know that's what she was supposed to say, but I'm like, I feel like, how much is this dress? 700? No, I don't want to spend that much on it because I just need this one piece. Oh, well, let's try one more. What about something like this? I know she was trying to make it a magical experience for me. And I was like, can I just get in and out? That's all I want to do. Sure enough, we found the dress and she was like, now that you found it, ring the bell. I really sound like the most <laughs> awful, non-lovey-dovey person. I don't even know what to call non-sentimental. I guess I'm really not that sentimental, but I do love like princesses. I love my husband. I love our marriage. I loved the idea of the day being a celebration with all of our family and friends and us being able to stand before them and say that, you know, we want to do this together in life forever. I loved picking up the food we were going to eat and seeing the flowers and the arrangements and decorations all come together. But this part of the dress just didn't do it for me. And watching these girls, women, watching these women try on the dresses in this show. See, this is just why I don't watch these kind of shows. Ultimately, my dress ended up being beautiful. Once my aunt got her hands on it, it was amazing and became a three-part dress that started as a big, full princess Cinderella dress that then pulled up in the front and was still long in the back. And then the entire skirt came off and it was like this little, you know, hot little reception number. It was amazing. But even then, if I could have had somebody else stand in for me for the fittings, I would have been all about that. P.S. I'm still team Lauren and Cameron. I love them together. He's so sweet. I mean, and she's just so perfect for him. I just think they make the greatest couple. And my favorite moment happened in the episode where they met the parents. And this really isn't that big of a spoiler, but when Cameron told Lauren's mom that he used to be in a rap group and he started rapping and it was so, like the lyrics weren't bad, but his flow, obviously he was a little nervous, but his flow was not great. And yet he still looked like the cutest human ever. I really hope they're in it for the long haul. I know I still have a few more episodes, so I'm not sure, but I just love the two of them together. And I don't want to super spoil anything for anybody that has not watched this show yet, but is listening to the podcast, but ugh, I just wish Jess would move over to one of those shows like The Bachelor. I just don't think her intentions are real. That's all I'll say about that. Oh, and finally, can we talk about modern technology and how much I love it? Being that I watch so much true crime shows and listen to so many podcasts about True crime, I think I'm a little more cautious than most people that don't listen to that stuff or watch that stuff. So when I have people come to my house, whether it's because they're buying something that I'm selling off Facebook market or delivering something, I like to have them stand in front of the ring that we have at our door. That way we just get a clear shot of their face just in case anything happens. But today we have a technician at the house who is cleaning out my air conditioning system and kind of just doing a tune-up and letting us know if there's anything we can do to prevent it from breaking because everything else in my house seems to break or ultimately find out when we're going to have to replace it. And before Josh got here, the company Preferred Home Services sent me a text message and this is what they said 
along with a photo of Josh. Josh brings with him seven years of experience and level of certification that provide accurate diagnostics and professional service. Awesome. Glad to get to know about his professional background, right? That's good to know. Then they go on to kind of make it a little bit more personal. As a newlywed, he enjoys time with his family, indulging in self-help books, and playing basketball with friends. Ask me my favorite instrument to play. And then it says, feel free to call our office if you have any questions. We look forward to servicing your place soon. So I knew before he showed up here that one, he had a lot of experience in this, two, what he looks like, and three, a little bit about him that didn't make it awkward when he walked in. I still made him stand at the ring for a second. You know, you always got to make sure you get that picture, even though I've got it in my phone. But when he came inside and was asking about where the different filters were located and, you know, asked me to show him the upstairs filters because we've got a two-story, I did all of that. But during that kind of weird, quiet moment to break the silence, I had Love is Blind, obviously, on pause in my living room. And when he walked by, I knew he saw it. So I acknowledged it and I was like, hey. I don't know if you've seen Love is Blind. I saw that you're newly married, but I'm not sure if that's something your partner's into. You might want to get on it if you haven't, because it's a really great show. My husband won't watch it yet, but I know I'm going to bring him to that place. And it was just like a really good icebreaker. And I can't wait to find out what instrument he plays or what self-help books he reads, because I probably need some of those. I just think it's so important for companies to make people feel comfortable when they're coming to either do a service inside your house, or even I've seen it with the auto places that come and will replace your windshield. They'll let you know who's coming and send you a text message and keep you updated, you know, as to when they're going to be there. And so you know who's showing up, when they're going to show up. Now, does that prevent everything from happening? Is it the ultimate safety measure of all time to make sure that you're going to be fine? No, but it's nice to have that little peace of mind. So thank you, Preferred Home Services. If you ever have anything that you want me to talk about or you want us to talk about, please message me on social media. It's Brooke Ryan. This was episode 13 of Can We Please Talk About?